Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Ever wonder why anxiety just won't budge? What is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. Grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. In 2014, I woke up in the middle of the night with my husband next to me rasping for breath. He was so emotionally distressed and so freaked out that he could not string a sentence together. But what I managed to understand from him was that he was convinced that he was dying. And he was distressed because he thought he would never see his two-year-old daughter marry or be able to live his life with me. Now, honestly, if you knew this guy, you would have thought he had completely lost his mind. You see, my husband had always been a bit of a health nut, and he's always been in good shape. So there was no ways that he was bloody dying. But in his mind, he was totally convinced. He was experiencing a super sore chest and difficulty breathing, and as far as he was concerned, he had a lung disease that was undiagnosed. Needless to say, we went through all the doctors, had all the tests and x-rays done to prove to him that there was nothing wrong, but still, he could not let go of the fact that there was something wrong with him. Now, the truth is, he was experiencing significant anxiety. You and I both know that anxiety causes a sore chest, racing heart, shortness of breath, which was what he was experiencing, among some other pretty scary and intense feelings. But he didn't see it that way. He immediately interpreted what was happening in his body to be a health condition. And that's the interesting thing about most of the people that I work with. They always tell me that they never had anxiety before. But then, when we dive a little deeper, we find that they did experience symptoms like ongoing nausea or IBS, or they had lots of headaches and tension or dizziness. And they suddenly realize that they've always had these experiences of anxiety on and off. They just never really pinned the physical sensations to be related to anxiety. Anyways, the point of the story is that my hubby and I really traveled a pretty rough road that year. The doctors told him incessantly that he had anxiety. They tried giving him all sorts of medications, but he kept believing that they were missing something, and he kept feeling more and more anxious about what he was experiencing. You can read his full story on my blog page. The link is in the show notes. But looking back, I realized that there were really two things that were keeping him stuck. And had we realized these earlier, we might have shifted him sooner. 
The first, of course, was his inability to trust that his symptoms were indeed from anxiety, which then kept him anxious and it kept the symptoms right up there. The second, and this is what I want to discuss in more detail today, was the fact that we just kept targeting those symptoms, like the symptoms were the problem. Now, I know most people do this with anxiety. They see the anxiety symptoms as the thing they hate and want to be rid of. And yes, I don't blame them. Those symptoms are awful, for sure. But the symptoms are not actually the problem. They are exactly that, just the symptoms. And if we take this one step further, those symptoms are anxiety. If we're wanting to be rid of the symptoms, we are in fact wanting to be rid of the anxiety. And in the same way, anxiety isn't actually the problem at all. It is a symptom of something else. For over a year, my hubby and I had barked up the wrong tree with that health anxiety of his. We tried everything under the sun to be rid of it. We tried meditation, breath work, diet, exercise, even medication, you name it all in a desperate attempt to be rid of that anxiety. But the anxiety wasn't really the problem. The cause of the anxiety was the problem. And anxiety was just trying to get him to pay attention to the problem, which he was not doing by putting all of this energy into trying to make the symptoms go away. So here's what we learned from that valuable experience. There are causes and there are reasons for anxiety. And I will add here that when anxiety has become stuck, then the cause and the reason for it is itself, right? You're anxious about being anxious. The reason you're anxious is that you're worried that you're anxious. The cause of your anxiety is your anxiety. And it was the same for my husband at that time when he was stuck. But in that moment, when you notice the intense anxiety for the first time, before you became stuck, there was a reason for that. There was a cause. And it is so important for us to understand what those reasons and causes are. Because if we don't, then A, we don't pay attention to what the anxiety is ringing the alarm about, and so it is just going to keep ringing the alarm until we do pay attention. And B, we will keep throwing interventions at symptoms, which will never go away because we haven't actually resolved the problem. So again, if you're in a space of feeling anxious about being anxious, then stuck anxiety is the problem. And that first needs to be resolved before you can do anything else. So notice though that we aren't trying to be rid of symptoms. We are still trying to address the problem, which is anxiety about anxiety. Now, of course, you might be sitting at the edge of your seat now waiting to hear, but what exactly are the causes and reasons for anxiety? And we'll talk about those briefly. The thing is, it isn't a simple answer because you are not a simple being. You're an incredibly complex and unique human, so each person's reasons and causes are going to be slightly different and take into account their own personal experiences and histories. In short, however, the causes are all of the things that come before that increase the likelihood of you becoming stuck with intense anxiety. So it includes things like your family history, your childhood experiences and traumas, In fact, those are going to play a huge role in setting the stage for anxiety. And it also includes your current situation, your risk factors, such as whether or not you abuse substances or have toxic relationships, face financial struggles or health struggles. These are all going to form part of the why me picture. When we talk about the reasons for anxiety, 
Then we're talking about why anxiety popped up now or whenever it is that you noticed it for the first time. What was happening then to trigger that anxious response? When my hubby and I stopped focusing on getting rid of the anxiety and we began looking at what had happened to trigger it in the first place, we found the problem that needed healing and a better way to accept the anxiety rather than causing more of it. So what were his causes and reasons? I'm not going to launch into a full biography of his life. One day we'll get him on the show to discuss that in more detail with you. But suffice to say that he had a number of childhood experiences that had knocked his self-confidence. Let's just say he was not his biggest fan. He didn't fly the pom-poms for himself. At all. In fact, I would go as far as to say that he was pretty convinced he was not good enough at most things, and at some point, he would be found out for the fraud that he was. Now, I'm pretty sure most people can resonate with at least some of this. The modern term for this is imposter syndrome and the belief that you really don't have what it takes to be doing whatever it is that you're doing. His lack of self-belief and confidence was superbly triggered one day when running his own business, he had a run-in with a contractor that then questioned his quality of work. Immediately, his core belief of failure was triggered and the anxiety began screaming with alarm to get him to pay attention. At the time, however, he felt the sore chest and the breathing difficulty, and immediately he thought there was a health concern, which then sent us both down the year path of trying to solve a problem that didn't even exist. Most people will have one of these three reasons for their anxiety. One, either a past trauma or core belief has been triggered, which leaves you feeling unsafe or vulnerable, and the anxiety is triggered to get you to pay attention and secure your safety. Two, you might be avoiding something. I often find that clients have disallowed themselves to make a big decision or exit a relationship, change a career, or do something that would meet their needs because they feel trapped or unable to. And so as a result, they just ignore the thing that they want or need and keep doing what they believe they quote-unquote should be doing. Anxiety is going to pop up to alert you that you need to pay attention to this because when your needs are not being met, then that's a threat to your survival, believe it or not. And lastly, the third reason, you might find your system is stretched thin. So this is the realm of burnout, when we have not given ourselves the proper self-care, nutrition, exercise, or rest that's required, and then we've been in this sympathetic activation for too long. So anxiety is going to scream at you to pay attention to yourself because, of course, your survival depends on it. So when you focus only on the anxiety as being the problem, and like us, focus all of your energy on getting the symptoms to go away, then you're going to miss a very important piece of the puzzle, which is addressing the real cause or reason for the anxiety in the first place. And if you don't address this problem, the anxiety simply cannot go away. In the case of my husband, no amount of breathing, meditating or medication would make him believe that he was worthy and good enough. And as long as he continued to believe that he was a failure, the longer the anxiety would remain loud and clear. Now needless to say, he has worked with his core belief. In fact, he's come an amazingly long way since then, which in a way shows how anxiety, if we are prepared to pay attention, can actually serve as a personal growth tool. But of course, we need to listen first. And that's almost impossible if we view it or the symptoms 
as dangerous and scary. What am I leaving you with this session? First things first, if you're anxious about being anxious, then the problem is stuck anxiety, and that needs to be dealt with first and foremost. Secondly, it's time to explore the reasons and causes for your original anxiety. When you uncover these, you will find the real problem that needs to be resolved. Now, perhaps it is a past trauma that needs healing, or a core belief that needs to shift, a big decision that you need to take, or a difficult conversation that you need to have, or maybe a period of real rest and self-care that you need to give yourself permission for. Anxiety, my friends, is in fact your friend and ally. It's not your enemy. When you're able to listen in and resolve those problems, then you uncover an enormous opportunity for self-growth. No one says this is going to be easy, but from experience, it sure is rewarding. Now listen out for a future episode with my husband where he will share his experience and run in with significant health anxiety, and you can listen in how he came out the other side and has lived nine years now without any more debilitating episodes. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. That wraps up today's episode, and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not just to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show. But it's really to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I love to connect. So please find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are in the show notes below. Thanks for tuning in.